that one day when it was like minus 35 and we were like, we're doing it. And then we got 10 minutes out and we were like, f*** this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. Welcome to I Don't Get It, uh, a dance about a uh, dance podcast <laughs> about uh, contemporary dance in Edmonton. A dance about contemporary podcasts in Edmonton. Uh, we're at the the, uh, the Chinook series, uh, and we have three guests who uh, will hopefully introduce themselves right now. I'm Ainsley Hilliard. I'm Amy Rushton. And I'm Anastasia Maywood. Great. And, and all of these people are, are connected, not only by being dancers, but being uh, connected to the Good Women uh, New Work Award. Um, so Ainsley, do you want to maybe talk a little bit about what that is, as it is your company, Good Women, who, who put that out? Definitely, yes. Um, so the New Work Award is something we give away um, each year uh, at Expanse and now Chinook. Um, and we provide um, a small amount of uh, financial support, uh, as well as um, guidance and mentorship throughout the year, whether it's through um, being an outside eye in the creation process, or helping to find space, or grant writing, um, so that uh, we can better able help people to uh, produce their work at the festival the following year because it also guarantees them a slot in the following year's festival. Right. Um, and and uh, bearing in mind you're sitting beside two people uh, who are involved, uh, what are the criteria? What are you looking for um, in, in a, an answer to award this to? Um, well, we're definitely looking for people that are invested in Edmonton um, and the community here and uh, people that obviously are wanting to stick around. We want to give the opportunity to people that um, are invested in, in making a life here as an artist. Um, also, uh, it's really important for us to find people that are interested in creation. Um, since it is a new work award, um, people that are interested in choreographing that um, want to explore new things. Um, yeah, just basically give them a platform uh, to do whatever they want without any real conditions. Right, and so what was it about these two that really that really pushed them into the, the winning slot? The winning slot, <laughs> yes. Well, um, I think uh, both of them, um, you know, have, have really integrated themselves in the community. Um, Anastasia has been around for um, a very long time now and um, has really started to establish herself as a choreographer, and um, we saw that kind of fire in her. Uh, and desire to choreograph, and so we wanted to give her an opportunity um, to do that fully and to be able to realize it without having to worry about producing the show, or because um, she's also uh, produces a lot of her own work um, and is self-sustaining that way. So we wanted to kind of take that burden off um, of her so that she could just worry about being an artist for once. God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. I know. <laughs> without all those other hats. Um, yeah, and Amy um, is uh, an extremely talented mover um, who just came back to Edmonton um, after a little stint in Winnipeg and Vancouver where she was dancing. And um, uh, yeah, I've, I've known her for a very long time. Um, but uh, her kind of surge back into Edmonton, she really just like dove head in and said yes to all the opportunities that were presented to her. And um, yeah, and, we're, and she is uh, interested in choreographing. This is kind of... I think one of her first uh, endeavors into it and um, so for her it was more uh, we wanted to push that because we saw the potential for that to happen um, whereas with Anastasia it was already kind of established that she was really focused on choreography so yeah. right. 
Nothing like uh, getting people to talk about each other in front of each other. Yeah, I know, right? Like, <laughs> tell us about <laughs> each other. Um, uh, Anastasia, having uh, you just you've gone through, you won the award last year, and you you just presented a piece as part of uh, Expanse, um, Chinook. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that process and and uh, what the award allowed you to do with, with your piece and a little bit about it? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so I, I started this piece about a year ago. It's been about a year in the process. Um, it started off as a solo and then expanded to a duet, um, which featured two of the original dancers, Amy and Nicole. And then and then it um, expanded even further into a trio and I brought Krista Posniak into the process. And um, yeah, so it's gone through various stages. It went to the annual Alberta Dance Festival in, in Calgary. Where it, yeah, where it went through some major changes, and uh, and that was quite a learning experience. Um, where a lot of the work, yeah, it just um, yeah, uh, uh, a lot changed, and then so so that so then we came back to Edmonton, and I just kind of had to um, hunker down and really focus on what I wanted to create. And, and the Good Woman have been really great at, at supporting at supporting my work and really offering really good mentorship to really push me in directions and as well and keep my artistic focus and my artistic voice really strong and, and my um, yeah it's been a really great experience my dancers have been truly wonderful they've um, they've really pushed me and have um, forced me to look at a lot of things artistically and I think that was a really rewarding experience and a rewarding relationship and they um, yeah so it's, it's been it's been a really yeah, it's just it's it's been a really rewarding experience on many levels throughout the whole year to put on this to put on this piece. Right. Did you know going into it sort of the ideas you wanted to to explore or sort of uh, uh, work a piece around? Uh, yes. Yeah. I, I I was always inspired by the song "Pretty Bird" by the Blackest Crow, um, which explores ideas of traveling leaving, staying, and, and kind of the, the limbo that, 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 that you are in when, 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 when you're deciding whether you want to depart a situation or stay in a situation. Yeah, so, so those were kind of the beginning ideas which I've always kind of maintained throughout, throughout the work. And, uh, and Amy, you just won the award for this year. Um, do you have any ideas on some of the things you want to you do with that sweet good women money? <laughs> I'm not sure yet. Uh, I'm thinking a solo. I think I'd like to just work with myself this first time out into a, like a major piece. Um, but yeah, I'm not too sure yet what my themes are gonna revolve around. Great. Yeah. Uh, so, has there been anything at uh, Chinook so far that has really been like this is the thing to see? If there was one thing that's been like, oh man, so far this uh, this year, does anything stand out? Ursa Major. Great. <laughs> Which you may or may not be involved with. <laughs> may or may not. Um, yes, uh, shameless self-promotion, but it's also been getting um, some really great feedback from audiences, so uh, yeah. Great. What's like the 10-second sell on Ursa Major? Um, well, it's an unimaginable story about completely imaginable, no, yeah, completely right. imaginable people, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's a it's a very sad love story and about uh, circumstance and how um, it examines uh, like falling in love at first sight and then what true love actually means and um, choosing to choosing to continue to love someone and those kind of um, pressures and changes in a relationship that can affect that. So. 
Cool, great. Uh, Anastasia, Amy, any, any standouts from Chinook so far? Um, you can say your own piece. <laughs> well, obviously. It's fantastic. As we embark was, yeah, in the coast to coast. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, a, it's such a shame that it's it's over because, like, I was, I was really enjoying um, the half-inch thick piece by, by Stephanie Maureen Rubert. Hopefully that was correct. And Alistair... I don't know his last name, but um, yeah, I, I really was. I really enjoyed watching that piece uh, for a few nights, and just the comedy and the humor, and the really lovely timing and clown aspects, and dancing with a piece of plywood. I mean, yeah, that's always fun. <laughs> yeah, it's always great to see that kind of integration of prop work. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just such a shame that it's over, but um, I'm seeing more. So. <laughs> Yeah, 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 definitely seeing more, but nothing, yeah, I think that would be the standout for me right now. I also really enjoy, um, enjoyed um, Brian Webb's piece, uh, Score on Memory, um, which unfortunately is over now as well, but um, yeah, I, thought, I, I found it so uh, genuine and heartfelt without being uh, overly sentimental. Um, I feel like the work that he's doing these days, uh, as a senior citizen, which he quotes himself as all the time, right, okay. um, is kind of turning a new leaf, and it's really exciting to see him working this way. Right. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Thanks for joining thank us. We're back at Chinook Series, uh, and we have a couple new guests with us talking about their show, which uh, was just part of the Coast to Coast series. Hello, I'm Stephanie Morin-Robert, um, and that, that's me. <laughs> and I'm Alistair Knowles. Great, and, and you two both did a, just did a piece in, in the Chinook Festival as part of the Coast to Coast program called Half Inch Thick. Um, so, so maybe uh, could you start by telling us a little bit about the piece and where, where it came from, where the ideas began? Uh, yeah, I guess it was that we originally, when I was accepted into the festival with a solo piece that's about my prosthetic eye, um, but they said, okay, we could only we could only give you a 15-minute slot. You can't do the whole show, which is about an hour. And I was like, okay, I don't really want to just cut out a piece of that show because I'll be bringing it here this summer for the Edmonton Fringe. Um, so in that case, it's like, can I just create something new for it and they're like yeah sure go ahead so that 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 freedom to do that was was really both flattering and exciting because it's like oh this is a chance to do something new we just uh, finished touring the summer with our both respective companies uh, Alistair with James and Jamesy and myself with for body and light um, so having this you know creative opportunity to possibly collaborate with somebody new was really exciting so I um, I was like, hey, Alistair, want to come to Edmonton? And then we started from there, and, and yeah, but you talked a little bit. Sure. <laughs> um, I think something that interested us about working together is the, the differences and similarities of our disciplines. So I have a little bit of a dance background, but mostly clown. Right. Um, and Steph has been dancing for years and is... Uh, getting into clown, but even all the, a lot of the dance work that Stephanie did originally was a lot of experience-based live shows with audiences. And when I say live, I mean uh, living undetermined shows. So game show styles, performances that the results are undetermined. Mm -hmm. Which, as a clown, I love being in the moment that's real with the audience, mm -hmm. so that we're actually really creating something in that moment. And there's a, a fun blend of 
comedy and risk and audience engagement with what we're what we started. And working between the fine line between reality and, and the abstract, you know. Um, so it's been really fun to be able to explore that. We started off uh, lying, like lying on the floor of the yurt at the where we live in Bellingham. Mm -hmm. and I go, okay, what are we wanting to do? Would be really fun, like contests to pop balloons, staples, stapling each other to things. Okay. Yeah. Uh, giant sheet of plywood. That sounds fun. Yeah. That sounds that sounds fun. Let's do the thing that sounds fun and see what comes out what of it. What comes out of that? Uh, sure. Can you maybe uh, tell me a little bit about the idea of chasing fun in in sort of the creative process and trying to find. Um, uh, using that as sort of something you, you're after in, in your pieces you make? I think that element of fun when there's a, a game, there's, there's a clear direction and a clear task that has to be done, um, which is often shared with the audience. Because if they know that you're trying to blow up a balloon until it bursts, at first they may just think you're blowing up a balloon until you push it to that limit and they're, they're at the edge of their seat with you for that moment when it's just about to pop. And you don't know necessarily when it's going to pop, but you know it's going to pop. And it's that moment of, of, of suspense, of, of, of uh, yeah, that moment where, you, where everybody's in it together. Yeah. It, so I guess for me that's, that's fun and also the risk element in that and also really suspenseful. There's, I'd say fun is like the initial driver of things. Like part of this piece we have our shirts over our heads and our jackets. And so it looks like our shoulders sort of come out from the side of our heads. Mm -hmm. uh, and that came about being in the studio and just doing this and be like, hey, check this out. Hey, holy, hey, hey, hey. Right, right. Like, and, oh, that, yeah, well, how, where can we go from there? And how can that feed what we do after or before it? Or an image of buttons and hands coming out, multiple hands doing up a shirt. Uh-huh. It's a... It starts off as a chasing fun, because like this is a fun objective. As Steph was saying, clear games. I'm doing up my buttons. She's undoing the buttons. Right. Yeah. And then comes a there's like a period of, of work of like working out the specifics of how to how to actually make the game. What parameters we want to have so right. that the game can sustain itself in a performance setting. So. So does, is one person the initiating mover and the other one following? Mm -hmm. Can we move together? So there's like little sections of it that have become choreographed, but started in the studio as, let's play with one of us initiating and the other one following and seeing how crazy we can get while playing that game. Right, yeah. And I think one thing that stood out for me um, when, when we were watching it was that uh, uh, by starting with this this very clown turn with these these sort of characters with their their jackets up um, and sort of creating that that dynamic with an audience that feels like almost a, a clown show with that level of sort of give and take when you go into the other stuff that that sort of uh, feeling and interest remains and that sort of feeling of fun is mm -hmm. is what's uh, uh, what continues from that first part, even when you're doing things which are which aren't that and aren't necessarily as immediately fun, like that yeah. that energy yeah. is still there. The mo there's a moment, the moment where the board falls, it becomes a table, mm -hmm. and, and it's also how could these elements transform the space? Because all of a sudden, that whole bottom space that disappears, and the focus is, is a lot different until the light's brought underneath, and oh, now it's a roof, 
over us and, and the, the, that's our shelter and just how that could change the... And of course we have this text that um, uh, quotes from a book called A Choreographer's Handbook, okay. which is a hilarious, ironic book that counterdicts itself. It's just, it just goes back and forth of what to do and what not to do and then kind of concludes that you, do, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> so yeah. it's by Jonathan Boros and it, it, so that's the book we quote in the show of being like, just these hints of how to create a choreographer, uh, how to be a choreographer and create choreography. Right, and even the pieces you read in, in the, the work were sort of contradictory, where it'd be like, yeah. you know, the rules are good until they aren't. Break them, you know, uh, <laughs> break the rules that make sense to break, like yeah. those sorts of thoughts. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think uh, when people watch, a, when I, I watch a dance show, mm -hmm. I don't know always what level of engagement is appropriate. Mm -hmm. If I am amused by something in a show where the show feels to, like it's meant to be watched, then I might hold back my, oh, I'm in there with you, I just saw that thing. Right, the reactions. Uh, the reactions. So with this sort of formatting that we've chosen, at least for the time being, there's the intention of of letting the audience know it's okay that we're here together. Mm -hmm. And that we can then we can then pretend they're not there. But they know that the performer, as a performer, we know we're there together and we're totally cool with that. Right, and we're, giving that permission is so important. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's fun going from that so much Oh, here we are all together yeah. into this next thing. Just very straight. Okay, we're doing this, and it. And as you mentioned, and then this becomes, become. There's context, and, and it becomes funny, and there's a release there as well, even though it's more abstract. Right, right. It, it, I think it, it makes it very a lot more accessible because um, people could relate, whether it's to the movement or to these characters that we presented at the beginning. It's accessible to the audience and also accessible to me because mm -hmm. I'm not, uh, I don't come from a contemporary dance background. Right. Yeah. So I'm looking for that engagement and and communicable life of a show of, I want to know why, mm -hmm. what drives the movement? What What is the, uh, what is the, the state of the character that drives an interaction. And if I don't know why, there are some pieces in our play right now, or in our show as it's developing, that I don't know why I do certain things. Mm -hmm. And it troubles me that I don't know. I don't need to have like all the answers, <laughs> right? but I, wanna, I want to know so that I can continue on a journey I have that, that I can build on itself. If it's abstract for the sake of being abstract and then something else, I feel a little bit lost. And and I might be doing things but not knowing how to how to engage with it. Right, right. Again, permission in its own mm. different way. But. Yeah. <laughs> having having a clear goal or just even having a uh, having a character objective. Uh, can give a lot of guidance. It can be like an internal director, mm -hmm. uh, so that you're aware of the discoveries that you're making along the way. Totally. So that it's not just doing the actions. So as we kind of expand this into a full-length piece, we're focusing mostly on the emotional journey of that, and, and how that could be clear 
still beautiful and, and a lot of imagery and you know a lot of dance but but the I guess the difference is it's not just um, it's not, and not just about what the movement we're doing there's, there's more context more layers mm-hmm. it's about the layers I think the emotional understanding the characters that and I've never really I mean not in my work with for body and light there it's not really characters it's really about the words or the or like an atmosphere like yeah. an overall feeling um, so this is uh, this is kind of a release for, for both of you in a way yeah a release also yeah. for, for, for the audience if we when we perform in um, in this context uh, where we we're doing something quite different um, and I think that it's it's also a release for the audience yeah. Could be like I was thinking, it's kind of like a really weird children's storybook. Okay. And that, as you go through it, each page relates to the previous page, and there's kind of a structure and story. So it's more like, yeah, there's it's more abstract storybook than abstract painting. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. In that, like, it's not one sense of abstract, fluctuating <laughs> state. Mm-hmm. At, but more like the, the journey of discovery of turning the page. Right. It's more Alice in Wonderland than it is like uh, Jackson Pollock. Right. I guess. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, cool. So, so what are, are the plans for this piece? You, you've talked about expanding it a little bit. Um, yeah. But thanks to this festival, we've, we've kind of jumped into a creative process that we're really excited about. Uh, we had extra fringe festival slots, uh, both of us did. So um, we'll be touring uh, different things. I'll be doing a solo show. He'll be doing James and Jamesy, a few different James and Jamesy shows. And with our extra slots that we have um, in cities that we've already done those works, we're doing our show. So we'll we'll be bringing it to uh, London, Ontario Fringe, the Montreal Fringe, and Saskatoon Fringe, and also Victoria Fringe. Mm -hmm. So we'll be be able to, yeah, yeah, do that. I'd say my goals with this are to give me an outlet of performing outside of my my regular James and Jamesy situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thrive on working with diverse people. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Stephanie and Aaron share some similarities, but there's also a lot of differences. So that keeps me, that keeps me <laughs> satisfied in both of those relationships. So they, they, feed, they feed me in that way. Um, I'm excited to create a show that is appropriate for a different audience or different festival than our James and James work. Two-man comedy show, two-person dance comedy. I think we like we have inroads with it that James and James doesn't have. James and James can do a lot of things that this can't, but this yeah. also for movement and dance festivals and with Stephanie's background and uh, and network of that of that across Canada, I think what we're bringing is is unique because of this clown element, um, and therefore I'm pretty excited about bringing it to other dance festivals or movement-based uh, events. Great. Well, well, thanks so much for joining us, guys. Oh, yeah. Thanks for talking about the show. So that's been this endeavor of I Don't Get It down at Chinook Series. Uh, thanks for listening. Goodbye. 
I Don't Get It is a podcast produced by Pablino, Fonda Mithrush, and Andrew Paul. It was recorded in a blanket fort in the Tall House on Alberta Avenue in Edmonton, Alberta. Our website is idontgetitdance.com. You can follow us on Twitter at I Don't Get It Dance, and you can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Our theme song is Mountain Time by Ghibli. Follow his music and check him out at ghibli.bandcamp.com. Sit here thinking.